Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Motherfucking mini-episode. Mini-episode. Motherfucking mini-episode. Yep, yep, there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal, beautiful, romantic, I don't know why it would be romantic, romantic episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories and we finally work to prove the theories that you, the listener, have at home. This is it. It's a mini episode. We're doing one of them short bitches again. And we ain't got nothing against short bitches. Sometimes bitches is big. Sometimes bitches is small. Either way, we love all our bitches. Do we not, listeners at home? We love our bitches. And this bitch is no different. We have a great episode ahead of you. I got an email from a person named Daniel. Daniel sent me a theory that he wanted me to dig into, and and I'm excited to share it with you. This is not one of the classic. I play the voices. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna hear another human's voice. You're stuck listening to me. So buckle up as I attempt to read Daniel's email. Now, Daniel said, "Hey, Langston, my mama told me that the entire bottled water industry emerged out of racism. Oh shit." She waffled on. They only ended Jim Crow once they decided to bottle water for the whites and shun water fountains anyways. And the bottled water industry was created to cater to thirsty whites in Jim Crow states who no longer felt comfortable enough to drink from the newly desegregated water fountains. Now, my mom is a white lady from Schenectady, New York, so I'm not sure where she gets these theories, but she was married to a black man first. My older siblings are half black, and it's not something I've heard from them or their father hint at 
IDK if this was something swirling around in the zeitgeist in the 1980s and she caught wind of it, or if she just likes to hotep that shit. Either way, I love the mini episodes and felt this could be a good topic. IDK. This was from Daniel. And now there's a lot in this that I enjoy, Daniel. First of all, Thirsty Whites. I'm going to be using that a lot more often in my personal exchanges. Everybody's going to be a thirsty white as far as I'm concerned. And your mother having married a black man and found her way back to the white man. Now that's devildom if I've ever heard of it. Once you go black, you never go back. Mostly because your family, uh, they, they disconnect from you. They're not really interested in you as much anymore now that you've been tainted. But your mother found her way back. Much like those uh, little big feet men from that Lord of the Rings show movie. What What is it called? What were their names? I shouldn't be asking anyone because I'm alone. The Bagger Vans. Was that? No, they weren't Bagger Vans. That was Will Smith. He had a different uh, <laughs> racial issue in that movie. Anyway, the point is I started doing some research, Daniel, into your mother's theory about these supposed white water fountains leading to the end of Jim Crow. That's a silly fucking concept that white people were so upset at the very idea that they would have to share water fountains, that they created water bottles and then ended an entire era of segregation. I don't know if it's true, but I did do some research and I did find some pretty interesting stuff. Now, let's start from the beginning. I think we all feel like we remember when America first started running the bottled water scam on us, right? And we all have memories of that. For years, I remember it through McDonald's. I remember I would go to McDonald's, which I want to say this, which is a corporation I've long maintained has never done anything bad to anyone in the history of time. McDonald's is perfect. McDonald's never hurt anybody. They, they're flawless in their behavior. But for years, I didn't even know McDonald's had water. I didn't know they served water at all. Cup bottle, nothing. I thought McDonald's just had soda. And if you didn't want soda, you could drink the inside of an apple pie. You know what I mean? You would just stick a straw in an apple pie and you'd sip that. And that was what McDonald's had to offer. But then suddenly out of nowhere, when I was a, a young person, McDonald's started offering bottled waters with your meal options. It blew my mind that they were charging for water. I had never seen it before. I didn't think it would last. However, the water bottle industry did not start when I was a child. Despite what I thought to be true, the water bottled industry, the bottled water industry, I don't know why it'd be watered bottles, and that doesn't make sense at all. I am drunk. I am drunk off of the joy of reading your, your message, Daniel. No, I'm drunk off of uh, whiskey. I'm whiskey drunk, Daniel. The point is, the first emergence of bottling and selling water actually came in the, the first half of the 19th century. The 19th century. That's the 1800s, you dumb fucks. Some of y'all don't know how to measure time in that way. But 1800s is when we first start selling bottled water. Back then, bathing and drinking water was super unreliable. You know what I mean? Every glass of water you drank back then pretty much had a little bit of horse knee in it. I think that's how it went. It, 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 you just drink some water and be like, is that, God damn it, this got some horse knee in it. But you didn't, you couldn't afford to throw the water away because you had to go to a well where the horses would dip their knees. So you just drank it anyway. But so back then, these fancy people would often buy bottles 
quote-unquote, from sellers who had access to rare springs in New York, in Maine, in West Virginia. However, as Americans began to improve our filtration systems and remove the horse knees floating in our glasses, the bottled water industry took a major hit. They were doing hot. They were doing great for a while selling these rare waters. And then suddenly they had to, to dial it back so much so that at one point in the 1970s, the bottled water industry had gone down so low that they were selling essentially a gallon and a half of, of water, of bottled water per person per year. That's it, a gallon and a half. And then out of nowhere, and this is always how it goes, the, the water industry is dying, at least the bottled water industry is dying. Everybody's just drinking tap water and living easy lives. And then, well, I- ignoring all the racism and uh, and, and devastation that came out of the wake of the civil rights movement. Everything else was easy, super easy. Anyway, the point is, then comes these rich bitches at Perrier. Now, you know Perrier, they're very fancy. They pride themselves on being very fancy water. And by the late 70s, they figured out how to pitch their water as like this foreign, rare treat which causes waves of people at this time to want to spend more money than they've ever spent on water for something that they otherwise were able to access for free. And like all things related to capitalism, once this happens, a snowball effect happens of competition of people beginning to create their own water companies and create more fancy origin stories for where their water comes from and what kind of cool things it does for your health and your body. So much so that water hits this major upswing in sales and it forces the soda companies, which for a long time were just selling soda. They were just proud, you know, Pepsi sold Pepsi, Coke sold Coke and cocaine, but mostly Coke. And so they're selling what they know, but so much so that the water companies are now in competition with them and they begin making their own bottled water, thus causing the market to become literally flooded. Look what I just did right there. Literally flooded with bottled water options. And by the time we get to 1994, the bottled water market was growing by 30% each year. 30% each year. That sounds like the rate that my penis grows. No, no, Langston. No, this isn't a crass podcast. This is a podcast for learning and growth. You don't get to make penis jokes. My apologies. And today, Americans now drink more bottled water than any other packaged beverage any other packaged beverage. And that includes whiskey, which I am very drunk on right now. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. 
Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Now, the question, Daniel, that you brought up that your mother, who once was with a black man and is no longer with a black man, and we'll study that later, how she made her way out of that. But more importantly, the question that your mother asked was, how does this relate to race? And what I found is, as it turns out, 40% of the U.S. population still, to this day, drinks water from unsafe systems. That's right, 40%. And you guessed it, Daniel. Most of those 40%, most of that 40%, most of those thirsty bitches are people of color. That's right. You know places like Flint and Newark have been struggling for years. The Flint water crisis started in 2014. That means Little Miss Flint is my age now. She's 34 years old and she's got massive biceps and a thick beard from all that lead water she's been drinking. A little tail too. She's Oh, she's a giant weird freak because of the poison water that she's been forced to drink since 2014. And that ultimately leads us to the realization that I don't know that uh, white people seeing that uh, they had to share a water fountain was enough to completely reconsider the way that they deal in water forever and always. But I do think that a mix between capitalism and racism has created the water bottle industry. And like most things, water bottles have become a method of creating new walls of access You know what I'm saying? So if you can't afford water bottles, then you may also not be able to afford clean drinking water. And if you can't afford clean drinking water, then you're probably a nigga. And every week, a group of extremely hydrated white devils are finding new and exciting ways to kill you. And they'll kill you even if it's just from what comes out of your own sink. So Daniel Your mother's theory is a little outrageous. I think she's out of control. I think she may also be whiskey drunk, but I don't think that she's totally incorrect in theorizing the end of Jim Crow, at least in its timing, leads to the ultimate sort of creation of new systems of destruction and separation between rich people and poor people. And unfortunately, the people who are often most affected by poverty and its punishments happen to be people of color, specifically black people. Daniel, I think this answers your question. I hope it does. I hope you and your your white lady mom from Schenectady, New York, feel more certain 
that you, I guess you're completely unaffected by this. Schenectady sounds like a nice place. And your mom has, I assume, clean drinking water so much so that she has a lot of time to speculate about the water bottle industry. But the point is, she sounds like a lovely woman. And I appreciate you sending this, Daniel. I really do. And I hope that in her third husband, she she goes black again. I hope she makes a nice white man sandwich between all of these relationships. And I hope she has another set of babies. I don't know how old she is, but I have to assume very old. And let's get weird, Daniel. Let's let her drink some weird drinking water that's poisonous. And then she can get her period back and have some more kids and they can be mixed. And then you can feel like a total outsider and create a new America. This is what I dream of. And I'm sorry I I asked you to imagine your mother having sex again. Ah, that's probably not what you wanted, Daniel. Certainly not at the end of this bottled water theory. Anyway, I've rambled far too long. This has been a wonderful episode, I think. I think this is maybe one of our best. I don't know. I stopped gauging a long time ago. Anyway, if you want to send me stuff like Daniel, if you have ideas that are floating around in your mother's head that have since been transferred over to you, you can send them to mymamapod at gmail.com. I read them all. I don't always reply to everything. Some of them make me hugely uncomfortable. And, you know, I got to work past that. I'm extremely grateful for each and every one of you that sends stuff. But some of the things you send, shame on you. You really got to self-reflect and take a minute to be like, should I press send and, and ask another adult to absorb this into his psyche and go on with his day, knowing that this is the way the human brain works? I don't think you should, but it's not for me to judge. Anyway, mymamapod at gmail.com. Send me shit. And please like, subscribe. I don't know why I say like. Can you like podcast? Like it. Subscribe it. Retweet it. Do whatever you need to do to make this podcast as, as successful and popular as possible. And leave a comment. Send nice words on Apple Podcasts so that we can make it to our dream goals. We want to win the big podcast competition. And that's only possible if you send your love. Okay, that's it. Bye, bitches. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. 
in the land of saints and sinners from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.